Hello, one and all, welcome to another episode of the A to the K Wrestling Show. You might be wondering, where's the A to the K little known fact of the week? Well, we changed up some things. Yeah. Now you have to listen to this week in wrestling if you want that little fact. If you want to <laughs> That's how we get you to listen to that. No, we kid. We kid. No, if you haven't checked it out yet, we have changed up the format a little bit. So we encourage you to go and check it out. Hear a wonderful uh, fun fact about the madman that is Nick Gage and him uh, dying for several minutes. Um, but. Don't yeah. spoil it. Well, you know. Or uh, did he? Find out. Um. But yeah, so uh, yeah, you're not getting that anymore, are you? So gutted. But that's because you get ah. amazing news and you know reports on this segment as it is. Of which, Anthony, do you want to run the people through? Of course, Carl. Have I got some news for you? So this week, Carl, we're going to be talking about the fact that the biggest one. Let's be honest. Bray Wyatt has been released from the WWE. Damn. What is going on? We've also got, apparently, WWE may be responsible for the Domino's Pizza news story, which, um, if you don't know, we will explain what happened uh, during the death match on Dynamite, let's say. We have AEW trademarking King of Hearts. We have Kurt Angle claiming to have turned down offers from both AEW and Impact Wrestling. We have The Rock giving credit to Bret Hart. We have Natalia undergoing ankle surgery i don't know if it was successful or not presumably so we have hangman adam page uh, not booked for all out mm-hmm. we have serena D, uh, apparently re-injured but is teasing a return at all out we have adam cole's contract expiring out of nowhere we have page potentially able to return to in-ring action and we lastly again in other shock crazy things in WWE this week. Ric Flair has been granted his WWE release. That's wow. the headlines, Carl. So should we start with the, the biggest and most talked about one, the one that's upset everyone so much, understandably so, by, by the way, with Bray Wyatt being released from the WWE, Carl. Do you want to tell us all what the fuck has happened? What's going on? Yowie, wowie. Explain yourself, Carl. Um, I wish I could. I mean, I honestly wish I could. I wish I could even begin to fathom what, what they're thinking. Um... But yeah, we found out a couple of days ago uh, that Bray Wyatt um, has been released by WWE. Um, there was not much known at the time. Um, there was a lot of speculation about Bray. He hadn't been on TV since WrestleMania or the Raw after WrestleMania, um, mm. basically. Um, and so obviously a lot of people were speculating about his mental health and you know other kind of reasons why he could be off TV. Um, and then this release has just kind of come out of nowhere. So not much was said at the time, but then it's since been revealed that it is supposedly due to budget cuts. Um, so not that he's requested it, not due to anything else, but um, well, just... it makes a bit of sense because he was starting to wasn't he like listed on a card for um, I want to say maybe just a standard role. Yeah, or something, but wasn't he? So it does seem rather strange that they would advertise him for anything. And like you say, it's a it's a mutual thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really weird, really weird. I mean, but, it, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? You know, a lot of people, you know, Bray and and the Fiend particularly, it's it's so weird because it's a people either loved it or hated it. And anyone you ask about Bray Wyatt, you've either got people who are going, "I'm so shocked he is creatively brilliant and he was one of the best things about the product," or you've got people who were just like. Oh, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a good match since Daniel Bryan. So you've kind of got that two um, aspects to it, you well, know. I find it fascinating that people like, because obviously people have gone, why would WWE release him? And no matter what way you look at it, from my perspective, um, it's baffling. It's a baffling choice, right? And so many people are like the the twisting and turning so much to defend WWE's position that it still doesn't make any sense. And it's like, well, of course you're going to release him. You know, he hasn't wrestled a match since. X, Y, and Z, or you know, he was suffering depression, so you know he wanted to be released. It's like, I'm not being funny. Most companies worth their salt, if you were struggling with the the loss of a really close friend like Bray was, and that was being off, they wouldn't sack him while he's off. That's ridiculous, right? Uh, so even that to me is bullshit. Um, if there's any sort of thing like, oh, he's not wrestled a match since then, it's like I'm not being funny they don't WWE we know they don't really care about how many matches you wrestle otherwise we wouldn't have Goldberg or John Cena <laughs> like this guy was the closest thing they had to an actual 
legitimate star of this era. Like mm. he was, he was a merch seller. He was selling custom belts. He was selling masks. He, he was selling shirts. He was selling. He was fucking making them money. He so was the he was their top, their top merch yeah. seller, Anthony. Behind Bad Bunny, apparently. And I just yeah. can't fathom why you'd get rid of money. I, just, well, I don't get it. Like, the, why wouldn't you look after him until he can come back? Because now, no matter what way, even if they're like, oh yeah, he wanted his release. Like WWE are not like all due respect to them. It's a business at the end of the day, and they wouldn't grant him his release. Like if let's say he asked for it, knowing that he could end up when he when he's in a position to do so with another company. Well, that's what's baffling to me. Cure him. That's the bit I really don't. I don't get. No matter what way you try and spin it, that WWE aren't assholes. Like it doesn't make sense. Even if like even if you're trying to paint them as the nice guys, like why would they do that? It, yeah. it from a business point of view, it's just totally baffling. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense that they would release him for budgetary reasons when he is their top merch seller. Um, yeah. Like that just doesn't seem to add up, but. You know, at the same time, you know, I don't think anyone really knows the, the reasons or rationale behind it. I think, um, you know, all remains to be seen in terms of what is next for him. Will he rock up somewhere else, a different promotion? Will he go to AEW? You know, um, who knows? But yeah, you know, for, for me, and I'm sure for you as well, just as fans of the WWE product, you know, it's a big loss because there was mm. a time there where The Fiend was the best thing about that show. And, you know... They've, they've basically well, taken his gimmick, um, they stripped it off him, give it to Alexa, and then just kicked him out the door. So, yeah. And the thing is, like, Alexa doesn't deserve the hate she's getting because she's getting some connection with that now, and she can go and oh yeah, like, like it's in somehow her fault. She's working with what she's been given. Like they made the choice to do what they've done um, in terms of putting that gimmick on her. And I'm sure I don't even think Bray had an issue with it at the time. I just don't think he expected to be totally released. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure whether it's now since changed or whether it's even true. But I believe, you know, Alexa's Twitter was getting um, just filled with like hate messages and saying, "Oh, she's the reason," and this, that, and the other. And I think she might have even had to lock it for a certain period of time. Yeah, just I, I to think prevent it that. is open again now. But mm. I think you're right. Uh, certainly, from what I read, that she had to she had to sort of lock it down for a little bit. But it's ridiculous. I mean, let's face it; it was always going to happen in a way because the the fans are, are just like that. Sadly, like to the point when Daniel Bryan was looking at potentially working for another company, let's just go and threaten him. You know, it's just fucking ridiculous sometimes. Mm. But um, yeah, I just it's such such a baffling decision. And you know, I, I genuinely. I want to see Bray back in the business. I hope this isn't him done with it. A lot of people have speculated that because obviously, you know, his dad was released by WWE, his brother was released by WWE, and Bo Dallas, um, apologies because I don't know his real name, um, he, as apparently he is done with the business, he's quite happily retired, and um, a lot of people are saying, like, well, if he's looking at his brother and, and his brother's happy not in the industry and away from it all, you know, that might be what he's after. And well, I believe I believe what I, came I to light... I selfish, but I don't, I don't want Bray to leave... <laughs> No, I believe what came to light as well is apparently quietly around seven or eight months ago, his wife um, or his girlfriend, I'm not too sure, uh, but Jojo, um, obviously the mother of his his, um, his child, was quietly released as well from the company. Um, oh, really? So she's no longer with them. So yeah, yeah. so they've just cut the entire... Um, <laughs> Rotunda family. Them, thank you, Rotunda <laughs> family, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, strange. That's crazy. Strange one, but yeah, you know... I agree with you. I hope we get to see him again. You know, I'd love to see him in AW, of course, because um, obviously it's it's a product that we watch, you know, on a weekly basis. And I think um, he could add a lot of value there. But yeah, it remains to see what type of character he'll bring over there. I can't imagine it's obviously going to be the fiend um, because you know license, licensing reasons and whatnot. But you know, will it be something completely new again? Will it be similar to the original, you know, Fireflies kind of Bray Wyatt? Who knows? Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, sort of sad news. No matter what way you look at it, and hopefully, again, we're not we're not done with Bray, and we see him in the biz in some capacity. So th- this next one, Carl, um, I'm afraid I'm going to need you to put your tinfoil hat on if you don't mind, um, <laughs> because this is some conspiracy level shit right here. So obviously, in Jordan Dynamite, we had um, this death match between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho. Uh, during the death match, we obviously saw the spot with the pizza cutter, which is almost becoming infamous. This spot, and um, the advertise or whoever was control of the advert at the time uh, timed it to perfection so that when the pizza cutter spot was being done on Jericho's forehead, it just cut to a little ad for Domino's Pizza. When picture in picture with it, you know, um, and apparently Domino's Pizza were not none too happy about it and they didn't want to be involved with it. And there's all this controversy and suggestion that there might be, you know 
trying to pull away from any sort of partnership with AEW and so on like that. Um, and here's where your tinfoil hat comes in, Carl, because the rumour has it is that um, WWE might have been at the um, the root of the reasons for this this sort of this story being put out there with um, the controversy around it and so on. Um, and people are echoing like tactics they used to use with WCW apparently back in the day when they um, they try and put some sort of false news out there. So we, we're actually not even sure how true any of the um, the controversy, whether it's as controversial as they're making it out to be or whether this is just an agenda WWE pushing to cause a bit of um, concern over death matches and over the, the hardcore elements of AEW and, and the matches they're putting on at the moment. Um, now, don't be wrong, I would not be surprised if this ended up being true, but it does feel like a bit of a conspiracy theory kind of thing. Uh, what do you make of it all? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think um, if WWE have actually gone out there, because, I mean, they have said the person who was responsible for writing the main article that got all the traction um, has never written an article about AEW before, but has written kind of pieces about WWE and kind of, you know, and they've pra- praising them. been positive as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, I don't know whether someone's put two and two together and got five or what, um, or whether there is actual stuff behind this. But yeah, I mean, I think that would be super petty, wouldn't it? You know, for a company who doesn't apparently care, you know, you had Vince McMahon on, on the investor call not too long ago saying, you know, a very strange thing of like, oh, maybe we should give them some more talent. And the next minute you get like Bray Wyatt released. Um, so yeah, you know, he's don't give him your best talent, Vince. (laughs) So it's like, you know, he's making out like he doesn't really see them as competition because they're a wrestling business and you know, do do we, they're not, are they? They're an entertainment business. So we make movies, movies, pal. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think, um, if they have done that, then wow, you know, they are clearly shitting that shitting themselves about AW, but, um, I think it's fascinating that like, even everyone jumps on the, the Vince McMahon approach on Twitter and say, oh yeah, like the WWE, they don't even care about AEW, the, like the billion dollar company, they're not even a threat to them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know how you keep threats away? You acknowledge potential threats. Like if Vince is a shrewd enough businessman as he should be, he should be well aware of AEW and keep an eye on them. I don't care whether you class that as threatened or not. Mm. Like anything he does reactionate to AEW, I wouldn't blame him for because it's like, well, they are the closest thing to a threat he has. So whether he wants to acknowledge it or not, you're like, unless you're going to wait until there's an actual problem, of course you're going to try and do something. I mean, we are talking about the same guy who let Hogan, Savage, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, all jump ship. Um, And yeah, ultimately led to WWE getting their ass kicked for 97 weeks. So um, yeah. And to be honest, like, the only reason they really lost was apparently some really poor budgetary decisions on WCW's part. True. I think, it's, I think it's I actually well enough, but I think it's actually 83 weeks, isn't it? Obviously going off Bischoff's podcast. Uh, but you know, could have been 97 weeks. Maybe it's not straight. Could have been. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, uh, is, is my answer to the question. I think who knows, maybe Domino's secretly loved the idea. Um, and they planned for the, the pizza spot to be the mid pizza cutter. Um, and then only, you know, well, they have to save face, but, Someone and in fact, I wish I'd have saved it and um, I'm sort of credited them properly here. But someone actually responded to the um, someone like on Twitter responded to the uh, the, the Domino's spot and that someone put up the clip and they actually said that they work for a TV station and um, whilst companies can can ask for ad- adverts and they can ask for them at certain ad breaks, they can't really control the order. Like that's mm-hmm. not how it works. So like this was like a tech person who's deciding what order these ads play at that particular point. So it it doesn't sound like it was deliberately timed by any means, unless it was just that individual person at the time thought, Oh, that'll be funny. Do you know what I mean? Like it Mm. was never going to be a a Domino's thing. It's just, they've, they've bought some ad space during dynamite. So like the the positioning was purely down to the, the, whatever tech was running the channel by all accounts. And he he did explain sort of how it works um, because that's essentially what this fella does for a job. And I wish I could have credited him, but um, it was something I read and never sort of saved. But uh, yeah, interestingly, I don't think it was uh, anything more than just someone going, oh, that'd be funny. I'm going to put that there. (laughs) Well, yeah, legend, whoever that was. Look what you've done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, made me want to buy more dominoes, that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. yeah I'm so, um, 
Speaking of AW, a very interesting one from the trademark uh, side of things. So AW have filed the trademark for King of Hearts, spelt obviously H-A-R-T. Um, so it is interesting. Obviously, they have Julia Hart in the ranks, but I don't think that necessarily fits uh, related to her. So obviously, a lot of speculation around, well, who used to be known as the King of Hearts? Obviously, the legendary, the late great Owen Hart. Um, so, yeah, people are now kind of speculating, does that mean AEW are planning to do something with Owen Hart um, in terms of, you know, potentially putting him in a future video game, doing some kind of documentary or package on him? Um, I think mm. Chris Jer- Jericho was quoted um, sometime last year saying he would love for AEW to be able to work with, with Martha, who's obviously um, Owen's widow, on basically doing something to be able to honour Owen and, and how It'd his spirit... Not, I mean- Kind of lives I really on. It surprised me, you know, because like I'm right in saying it was um, Brett who unveiled the AEW title as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So like Brett's sort of connected enough with AEW. I know he's not like with AEW, like he'd certainly turn up for some stuff as well. Well, it's um, it's 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 a really difficult one, obviously, with anything to do with Owen Hart. I mean, obviously, Martha absolutely hates the WWE for what happened, and that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's why he isn't any video games, anything like that. They can't even use anything to do with Owen Hart in that company. And I know Brett's been quite outspoken, saying, like, you know, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and, you know, we need to just let it happen, stuff like that. But Martha's been very much sticking to her guns. But It'd be recently... interesting, though, because obviously he loves Owen, um, as you as you would. But um be interesting, though, if they can honour him in some way. That It's not, it's not going to be WWE Hall of Fame. I'm not even going to try and start that argument with people. But if they can honour Owen in a way that he deserves... Because obviously they that is still a sticking point for for Martha, then yeah. um, I could see I could see uh, Brett being all for that. Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure a Brett lot of be. a lot of old school people in the biz who are now running this company. Do you know what I mean? Like it, the yeah. the respect is there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think obviously Martha has recently kind of you know kind of come to the idea of, of bringing out some own heart merch and stuff like that and start to get some stuff out there again. But another interesting theory I saw somewhere, and again, I can't remember who it was who said it, but um, basically saying maybe a King of the Ring-style tournament, um, potentially at like a double or nothing type event. As they do like um, a King of Hearts tournament. Yeah, um, obviously would fit in with like the double or nothing kind of you know casino theme, wouldn't it? So, I mean, I think that would be a, a great idea. I think it's better than fighting for a giant bloody... You know, poker chip on a ladder, um, which yeah. yeah, I thought was or a, a bit giant confusing. brass ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? Still pissed um, off about that. But I like it, AEW, but that was still <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think um, very interesting, um, and I'm I'm excited, I guess, and and intrigued to see what comes of it. Obviously, Owen Hart was a legend, and you know he's mm-hmm. a fantastic legacy that needs to be honoured. So interested to see what that might be. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's exciting stuff. Um, so the next one, Carl, I've got Kurt Angle. Now Kurt Angle, uh, very recently, uh, I've tried to remember who he was speaking to. Now he was uh, on a podcast that wasn't ours. Not not bitter about it at all. Uh, now he, he was speaking. He was on an interview with, with uh, Fightful, and they were talking about of the offers from other companies and, and his retirement match in uh, WB and so on. Actually revealed anything, um, and he said that um, essentially he, he said himself banged up. He's he just can't. He's fifty two years old, life and trying to live less. Pain, and now he's in a lot of pain, um, so it's just not not an option for him. Um, and this is like apparent by all accounts. Like uh, AEW wanted, a, I think, about seven matches out of him. But TNA, they just wanted to do almost one, like final match with them, like a, almost a retirement match um, of sorts. I know, obviously, technically there is retirement matches with WWE, but he had a long time in Impact. He was a big uh, player in Impact when Impact were uh, at, probably at their peak. So um, you know, in some ways, it would have been quite poetic to have at least one more match in Impact. But yeah. Uh, by all accounts, he's just—it's not on his, his agenda at all. Um, understandably, as well, you know, he's he's put his time in, and um, I totally get that. Why risk anything more now when he can just enjoy life and still enjoy wrestling? The bottom line of it. Yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, um, it's one of them. I think he is such a consummate performer and he knows the level he's capable of doing. And if he felt on his last match he couldn't live up to that. Um, well, then... to be fair, that's exactly what he said. Like, he, he sort of he felt that in his retirement match with Corbin that he wasn't the man he was, essentially. Um, yeah. And he actually even said that if he can't perform at the level he was in his prime, then he's not going to do it anymore. So I yeah. think he's being a man of his words. To be honest, is admirable because that is probably harder to do than sticking in the biz in, in, in a lot of respects because we've seen so many people who they can't... Like, it, it, we've mentioned this time and again where it's like that, that feeling is incomparable and a lot of people can't walk away from wrestling for that reason and it's an addictive business and the fact that he can go look i'm not i'm not the man i was and i'm not i can't perform like i used to in my prime so i'm just going to stop there rather than just getting that bug and needing to go back i think that's admirable i'll give him his due on that yeah definitely i think you know he is in constant pain i mean i've lost track how many times he's broken his neck over his career um you know, he, he lives in chronic pain every single day of his life. And, you know, that in combination with knowing that he couldn't give his best, you know, I think it's it's the right thing as much as I would love to see a better retirement match than the one we got with him and Corbin. Um, see, do you know what? Even even the match itself, and you might disagree with this, and I've just, I've gone I've gone soft on Corbin, I'll be honest. You bloody um, love him at the minute, you tell you. Just, uh, he's getting, so, like, even the storylines <laughs> are about just doing him over. I just don't get it. But, like, it. The retirement match, or in principle, was a, the right thing to do. He went out on his back to put over a talent, and that's exactly how you want to end it. And it's just mm-hmm. the fact that the, the way WWE have used and pushed Corbin kind of makes it almost null and void what Kurt's done for him. Yeah, um, I just think know, as well the, the choice, the choice in Corbin didn't feel right to me. It just it was a bit of a damn no, squid. I think wasn't if it would have been bad, someone but like, but that's, this is the problem. It, it seemed an odd choice, but if they'd have then used that momentum for Corbin. It yeah. might have ended up making sense, but they just didn't. So it's like when they made him King Corbin. Well, mm. okay, he's won the King of the Ring. That might mean something. No, nope, doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Uh, don't know why they do it, but that's that, uh, to me that's a that's a booking problem. Um, but I think it was. I can see. I can see why it would have worked. There was a time match because it's it's the right thing to do. Uh, I think a lot a lot of the way um, they like to go out in the business to do that. You know, mm. on your back. To, uh, oh yeah, know, it's 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 definitely the right way to do it. I just wish you know, selfishly, it would have been, um, I don't know, something a bit a bit Politically, more. Politically, Gable would have been fantastic. Yeah, that, that's who I was going to mention. I think. Um, but but, yeah, do you love a mirror? Of course, I do. All about Fucking, your mirrors. You're surrounded yeah, by them. Yeah, look at that guy. Um, but no, a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have done anything with Gable either. So yeah, I think it just it would have been a nice fitting end it would have been a more hyped match that i that i wanted to see but yeah you can't you can't knock the guy as you said admirable that he's you know he knows he can't go like he he, he once could and he respects that you know he can't do that and he's not going to so yeah next one for you um dwayne the rock johnson uh, was recently interviewed um on the illuminati um, with his co-star Emily Blunt, they were hyping their upcoming film Jungle Cruise, um, and he noticed that the interviewer uh, Joseph Deckelmeyer, Deckelmeyer, that's it. Um, <laughs> what a what a hard name to say. Um, so yeah, Smith. Yes, <laughs> Joseph um, was wearing a Bret Hart T-shirt, um, and The Rock uh, noticed this. Obviously, picked up on it and. Um, just like what a gent he is, he then went on to just kind of say, um, I mean, firstly, explain to Emily, you know, the, what the shirt was and that it was for Bret Hart. And he basically, he couldn't speak high, like any higher of him, basically saying that, um, you know, it's someone who didn't have to be, but was so good to him when he was a rookie at a time that no one else was. He said it was around the time of 96 he came in, as we know, Rocky Maivia. Um, and you know, at the time, Brett was the world champ, but there was a lot of guys in that world. He doesn't name any names, but I think we all fucking know who they were. The fucking click, um, who basically uh, who hated him, treated him like shit, um, and it was basically Brett who had his back um, when he was a rookie coming in, and you know, showed him the right way to go about things, that the way things should be done, and basically helped him get past the the sharks in the water, as he said, but. Um, he said, obviously, 
great lineage between the two, you know, the Anawai family, the Hart family. Um, you know, Brett knew that, that The Rock came from a great lineage of wrestling, had a real love for, for the sport. And, you know, he, he basically, The Rock said he just wants to give props where he can. And, you know, he can't thank Brett enough for what he did for him at that time. And, yeah, you know, really lovely of The Rock to obviously call that out for Brett. Um, because as we know, the, the locker room in 96 with fucking Sean um, on top. Sean. Um, we know it was a toxic place. Um, it was not a nice place, and he was not a very nice man. So um, he's found God now, though. So we're good. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, you know it speaks volumes. Really of fact. You, were playing hard to see, but found him. <laughs> you know it speaks volumes. The fact we never got to see Rock and Sean, and you know there's, there's good reason for that because Sean wanted it later on in life, and the Rock was like, <laughs> no. Um, so. Yeah, um, fair play and credit where credit's due. And I'm a massive Bret Hart fanboy, so yeah, um, I'm also yeah. a massive rock fanboy. So this is obviously my perfect kind of yeah. new story. And if you like Mary Poppins, you've just got the trifecta in this interview. <laughs> do you know what? I do, I do. Um, <laughs> and um, her husband John Krasinski, pretty good, pretty good guy too. I like The Office and I like that Quiet Place stuff. So yeah, oh, is that her husband? fun all around. It is, yeah. Wow, fun facts there from Carl. I didn't fun even facts. know that. There you go. Well done, John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> very well, well done, done. Um, so yeah next one then Carl um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit behind the times on this one so it turns out Natalia has suffered an ankle injury she has but great news she's undergone successful surgery heart surgery if you will <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, anyway so um, apparently she put a tweet up uh, hashtag unbreakable saying that um, her surgeon's told her that she's an anomaly and She's had to be pushed. She's asked to be put back in the fight as fast as um, she can, and the surgery will fix her. And by all accounts, we're looking. Uh, the suggestion originally from her injury was that it might be she might be out for months. Obviously, still holding the tag team uh, belt. Bear in mind at this point with Tamina, um, and we're now potentially looking at, at, at mere weeks after the surgery, which is, um, where, you know, to be fair, it is phenomenal. Uh, you know, well done. Um, obviously, we've seen sort of responses to a tweet in support uh, coming from, from Bret Hart himself while we're talking about hearts uh, and coming from um, uh, Beth Phoenix and the like as well. So, you know, all in all, it's looking positive news. Uh, apologies. Cause I never mentioned the injury last week by all accounts, but uh, you know, she's injured, but it's all good, which is, is the best kind of news, isn't it? Like we're not just got the bad. Now we've got the good as well. Surgery's <laughs> gone. Well, we're going to see her back soon enough and defending them tag tiles. What a win. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, wish her a speedy recovery. And yeah, I'm I'm curious to know what the injury was. Obviously, if she can recover from it in mere weeks, then obviously it doesn't sound like anything was broken or anything like that. Um, hopefully, mm. just you know something. I mean, obviously, this doc just knows how to cure a broken heart. <laughs> he is here all week. Um, so the next one to talk about, um, Hangman Adam Page, may be completely out of all out. You might even say. He's all out um, of all out. <laughs> but, yeah, so, obviously, he's not, uh, in. he's not in. He's out. And you might shake it all about at one point, but, yeah, I don't want to see that. Um, but, yeah, our, our old buddy, Dave, Davey Boy, Dave Meltzer, um, said on his the show... Melt himself. <laughs> the massive melt himself. Um, said that, uh, as of right now, uh, Adam Page is not going to be wrestling in any match at all out. Um, but there's no reason given as to why that might be um, and why they might be leaving him off such a major show. Um, I mean, yeah, that's it's it's Dave Meltzer, isn't it? You know, as of right counts, now, um, plans may change. Be, he can't make all out because he's busy with cowboy shit. <laughs> he is busy with cowboy shit. Like, I know, obviously, he's expecting um, a child, not himself, but, you know, his, his missus. Um, so I don't know when. Just relieved you meant hangman. Like, <laughs> Elsa's is getting on a bit, man. <laughs> um, he's never been with a woman. I could. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know when. Obviously, the due date is and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it could be something like that, um, or it could be. Just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the culmination of Act Two, as we spoke about in in this week in wrestling. And don't use your fancy words with us, Carl. Um, and yeah, maybe we. Maybe we'll see him at a slightly later date. Or maybe it's just a load of bollocks and he will be there at All Out um, and Melton knows nothing. Crazier things have happened. Um, so, yeah. Mm. An interesting one, to say the least. 
Um, I don't mind the the slow storytelling. If he's not there at all, out, um, they've kind of summarised this chapter as we mentioned when we were talking this week in wrestling. Um, taking a break from that, if they've got a lot of shit going on, um, I'm not an issue with that at all. Just keep going. It's not like well, that's done and that's the end of him and Omega. But um, doesn't necessarily have to happen at all. So Carl is injured. Mm. Wrestlers. <laughs> I don't know, trying to make a segue. Mm-hmm. Sadly, Serena she's suffering the injury. And apparently has done for some time. Um, and is talking about um, basically that she's the type of wrestler you know, called uh, paraphrasing, by the way. Uh, and you know, after the, after she has a match, she'll go backstage and she'll speak. Like do, constantly working on being the best performer. She can go straight to the and they're looking at the phones to to see like what's going on. Social media basically they don't have the same drive. If a if a fan of fantastic not promo, but be there for all out. So we'll see what happens there. And um, I, I don't know this. this what I'm going to call a character work is interesting. I mean, do you think she might sort of have a sight set on it and, and that title in that sense? Do you think that's what the whole promo is about? Do you think um, she's going for almost like a CM Punk-esque, like I'm the best in the world, no one's sort of, no one t- can touch me kind of thing? Um, I honestly don't know. I think she historically hasn't been that kind of character um especially in aw where she's you know she's always been like the the baby face who is really good a great technical wrestler and that's kind of all you get but this as you said it was quite scathing and almost quite not heelish but definitely not like a super baby face promo so yeah it's a weird one i don't know what the end game is with it um i think it's more just to let you know put the roster on notice to say that she's going to be back soon and mm. you know fighting yeah but uh, an interesting one anyway. It sounds like this knee injury hopefully won't hamper. Uh, hamper is that hinder? Yeah. I don't know. It won't stop her anyway. So uh, she, <laughs> she'll be she'll she'll crack on. She'll be there at all out. She's going all out to be there for all out, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Um. So the next one. Bye. Um. Adam Cole. Um. Uh, potentially that was meant to be the boom, but I changed it to bye. Didn't really work. Um, oh. sounded more like Snake from from uh, Simpsons. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, by all accounts, Adam Cole is going to become a free agent this month. Typical contract mishaps that happens with NXT uh, stars. Apparently, <laughs> uh, didn't this isn't this exactly what happened with Alistair Black? Pretty much. Um, Oops, so realised he was expiring. That's soon. <laughs> so, you know, it was rumoured that um, his contract was set to expire in 2024. But it turns out it's expiring right after SummerSlam. Um, oh, that's a one. Yeah, close, close, <laughs> close enough, right? Um, now, I've read a few different things about this. So apparently uh, his contract was actually set to be up a little bit sooner. Um, but he agreed to work up to the takeover after SummerSlam. Um, right. But It's happening yeah. then. He's going to settle the score with Core, and then that's him. I mean, it seems like it. I think he's been offered a number of different offers by the company, um, and he's kind of turned them all down. Um, and it, you know, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. He's he's great friends with the elite. Is uh, you know, fiance or whatever girlfriend Britt Baker is obviously there doing really well. Um, so it would make sense to be the perfect place for him to go, I guess. Uh, suits, but let's face it. Like, I'd sooner he go to AEW than go to the main roster. And mm. he's kind of done all he can do in NXT. So yeah. you either stick around and be the old, the, the OG of NXT and, you know, maybe 
push some newer talent when they do come in or you go somewhere where you can face some people you've not faced and he's not going to get the push that he should get in the main roster and to be honest it kind of wouldn't suit all due respect to him you put Adam Cole up against Roman Reigns no one's going to want Adam Cole to win anyway it wouldn't be of any interesting program no Just it's suit. definitely um, you know he he does feel a little bit too small for the main roster to the point where <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's true. Like you know, with, with the must be this tall to ride. Well, it's true, though, isn't it? I think you know, with the exception of AJ Styles um, mm. on the main on the main roster, and you know, maybe Daniel Bryan, you just well, you, D Bryan's gone. Well, yeah, but like you know, you just don't get them opportunities on the main roster still to this day. Um, so yeah, I think I'm interested to see if he does go to AEW, where he fits into that mix and into that shuffle, because you know, by all accounts, AEW are going to be making some waves here. They're going to be getting some serious talents being brought in so yeah how's it all gonna play like you can't have adam cole and malachi black and punk and brian and you know fucking christian and everyone else they brought in going into some kind of world title scene um when you've also got the likes of you know darby and miro and all these other guys who are going to be you know going after that as well so yeah interesting if he goes there um I'm not sure where he's going to fit into the shuffle, but you know he's got getting to a point. They really need Rampage. Like yeah. I'm glad it's coming in August because they they get into a point when it's like I don't know where anyone's going to fit. We're going to have to we need to make some room. <laughs> yeah, which I is mean, not a bad problem to have. I was going to say it's a great problem to have. It reminds me of like old school Attitude Era times. Like you you literally had on the same roster at the same time Austin Rock Triple H Kurt Angle fucking Undertaker Kane Jericho. Benoit, like you know, the yeah, list totally list goes on. Like that's the funny thing when people people use it as a negative with AW. Oh, there's just too many too many talents. There's you know there's not enough time and all this. And then people even being like, oh, Vince is deliberately like releasing talent so that AW snaps them up and wastes the money. And it's like, well, that's kind of predicated on uh, Vince being so sure that Tony Khan's stupid enough to buy everybody, mm-hmm. which we've already seen he's not. He hasn't picked up every talent that's left. He's picked up uh, the ones he like essentially the ones he wanted. Yeah, I think um, I definitely no, I don't think, think it's stupid moves by any means, but no, I, I definitely think the the whole kind of thing around AW being all X W W E or whatever they you know they call it is uh yeah, it's definitely not not the case. I'll be honest, it you it's quite clearly when you look at the people who like to make that joke and uh, they, they love to make that joke. Even that is it that girl on camera who um has got it in for Tony Khan now for the copyright stuff who doesn't watch wrestling like only very recently discovered that joke and it's actually quite an old joke the all XWW thing mm. um but like it's people who don't really watch AEW like and I get it some people just don't like it and they won't give it a chance or they've watched it and like briefly at the beginning and don't like it but you have to watch the product to know that they're not all XWW do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. like because it's it's the it it's business and people know about the the WWE guys because they're the bigger guy like in terms of name they're the bigger guys so when Christian goes over there you know about it do you know what I mean but mm. if you watch the show week in week out you know how much Christian's on the card and you know how prominent he is on the card and you know he's not being like over he's not overshadowing the talent they've got there that isn't XWWE no I think you know it's, it's a really fucked up sorry but it's a really fucked up argument anyway like can you imagine right walking into Subway and seeing someone behind the counter going, he used to work for McDonald's and then just heckling the fuck out of him because he used to work for McDonald's. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter, does it? Uh, he had a job somewhere and he's got a job somewhere else. doesn't really fucking matter. Of course, of course, they are going to employ a wrestler in a wrestling company, you spaz. I just love that in this scenario, Vince McMahon is Ronald McDonald. Um, that's, the, that's my favourite thing to me. I can just picture Vince dressed as Ronald. Yeah, okay. I, I, I just well that that uh, doink actually doink, um, <laughs> but no, that's it's just to me it's laughable. Like when you look at it in any other career, you can go and work for another company and it's not a problem because that's that's your trade. Mm. But apparently you just have to be fiercely when you you have to be fiercely loyal and think you're the WWE guy through and through, and that's it. it doesn't matter how much they screw you, and uh, or it doesn't matter that you work for countless companies before WWE. You've worked for WWE, so you are now forever a WWE guy that other people have employed. Which is just insane. But hey ho, let's all keep having this argument. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah, Adam Cole, leaving. Is he going to go to AW? Maybe. Who knows? More likely than some. So, Carl, next one. Um, 
we had a, a, a hopefully little hint at some some potentially good news and potentially a return in the future. We had the uh, WWE's page um, putting out a tweet quite recently in which he said, um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the tweet said. It says, you guys are getting stronger, squatting 185 pounds again. I know it's not a ton, but it's a big accomplishment for me who was worried to do any gym stuff because of my neck. But my feeling so awesome. I'm so proud of me. So, given, especially we've seen the likes of Daniel Bryan, career ended. It's done that exact thing. It's done exactly what it expected to do, and it's got people thinking, well, you know, feeling stronger than ever, getting a bit of confidence back in the neck. Well, in place in terms of like what you can do and what you can recover from. Could we see it in the ring again? So this isn't a dead set, Carl, but this is certainly a, a step in the right direction and a bit of hope that, you know, we might not be done. You know, she, at the end of the day, she had to retire at 28. She's no age at all, is it, you know? Um, no. So it, potentially exciting stuff, man. I mean, def- I mean, we've seen the likes of Christian and Edge and, you know, people like that come back from neck injuries that, you know... Probably should have said Christian rather than Daniel Bryan because his, uh, his wasn't neck, it was um, head, wasn't it, but... Yeah, um, but you know, like th- there is hope out there, and, and the fact that there's so many people who are told, you know, regardless of injury type, that they'll never wrestle again. Um, you know, she's got a lot of years left in her. You know, she is still really young. She started so young. You know, she might have a lot of miles on the clock in terms of how long she's been doing this stuff. Like she's been wrestling since she was like what twelve. Um, she grew up in the biz, didn't she? Really, <laughs> yeah. It's a unique um, position to be in, like a, a position that's only matched by the likes of the Hearts or. Yeah, um, you know that that sort of thing really in it. So yeah, tried to but, be a smart know. ass on this to another family, and I couldn't. <laughs> but hearts and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. other guys, brothers, um, other people. But no, I mean, Otherwise, like, yeah, yeah, there, there you go. But no, she's got obviously a lot more years ahead of her if she can make her way back into the ring. And honestly, I really hope she does because she doesn't get the credit she deserves for the change of women's wrestling because it all yeah. gets attributed to Charlotte and Becky and Bailey and Sasha. And course, before all that, it was paid. Them four come along and they saw the state of women's wrestling and were like, no, nah, we're not having this. We're going to change everything. And everyone just went, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Like nothing. There was no work put in before that at all. No, of course not. And I think, um, you know, Paige and AJ and stuff, for example, were, you know, definitely responsible for trying to elevate that women's division, you know. Because let's be honest, we had a fantastic Agreed. women's division when you had the likes of Trish and Lita and. Jazz and Victoria and Mickey James and all them there and absolutely doing great stuff. And then obviously yeah. you, you still had some decent stuff after that with like Michelle McCool and things like that. But then we reached yeah, a point. I really didn't realize until I think you made that very clear to me. The like that there are peaks and troughs with women's wrestling for some reason, mm-hmm. right? And it goes like it started out legitimate wrestlers and then it went ridiculous. And then it went back to legitimate wrestlers. And I didn't realize how many really good, like, and this is a shame on me, but I didn't realize how many really good legitimate women's wrestlers we had like, just before and into the Attitude Era. And then yeah. it was sort of coming out of the Attitude Era and into the Ruthless Aggression Era that it was all about tits and ass. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, well, that's higher supermodels who've never done a lick in the ring because yeah. they look good. And I didn't realize just how many, like, just before that, like not even that long before that, were like proper legit, like good in the ring as well. Yeah, you know, it, crazy. It, it is crazy because, um, you know, they definitely did go down that route of, you know, like obviously with the diva search and changing it all to diva this and diva that and the tire models. The diva, and- the diva search was like, that was probably the, the point when they made it very clear what they were about. Uh, mm. Other than um, Eric Bischoff, I think, actually did say something about um, tits and ass. So I think he made yeah. that very clear in a, in a promo he cut when he was GM. But, um, but, but before that, like when they'd done the diva search and they were like, doing that like well let's all do some stuff with ice cream so you can all have an ice cream fight and stuff and it's like oh for fuck's sake like yeah that was clear what they were doing yeah definitely i think obviously you know people think of the attitude era as like oh that's when it was all about this and there was elements to that but you know if anything it got worse you know maybe it wasn't as raunchy but you know you had the likes of lingerie pillow fights and bra and panties what i'll give the attitude era is though they will have an evening gown match but they don't give a fuck if that's uh, women in that match or men in that match in the Attitude Era. So oh, yeah. I, I think that was rather equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, bit of a rant-off piece there. But, no, I think she deserves some more time in that ring and to come back and to 
retire on her terms um, if that's what she wants to do um, and, and hopefully you know if she does then we do get to see that happen because you know she's definitely one of the trailblazers of bringing women's wrestling back up and elevating it again um, so yeah hopefully she gets that chance indeed um, and then the last one to talk about Anthony unless anything else has come in hot off the press is the one and only nature boy Ric Flair um, requested and was granted his WWE release um, now interestingly WWE have not wished him the best in all of his future endeavours so they have commented on this <laughs> and they've just uh, said sorry they my head have... went to a very horrible place for a second I'm, I'm... <laughs> um, you want to share or can't be shared I, I will share but it was mean I'm like maybe they didn't feel they needed to given his age and I was like no that's not nice I shouldn't say that <laughs> oh terrible man um, but yeah so we did acknowledge the release but basically just said they've come to terms with the release of Ric Flair um, and that was kind of it there was no you know well wishes or anything like that um, since then Rick has also uh, released a statement he said I am officially able to respond to all the press related to my requested release from WWE which they have given me I want to make it really clear with everyone I'm not upset with WWE at all they solely are responsible for putting me in the position of life that I'm in right now where I'm seen in the brightest light ever we have a different vision for my future I wish them nothing but continued success thank you for everything um, wait did he future endeavor WWE uh, yeah, I think he might that kind, of, kind of done. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the nature, let's be honest. But yeah, so interestingly, the, the thing of note there is that they had a different vision for what his future was. So obviously... Yeah, WB was saying retirement with a few appearances and he's going, no, I want to be back in the ring. <laughs> no, no, Rick, Rick. Retirement with some appearances. He's no, just there like... Like fucking, you know, elbow dropping. Honestly, when you nothing. said to me, it's like, when you were saying that, oh, uh, Rick Flair's released a statement. I was expecting a statement just to be, woo. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the I, yeah, I, I would love to see that to be fair. But um, <laughs> no, it seems like um, to your point there that WWE, you know, by all accounts, he wasn't happy with the storyline that was going on between him and Charlotte and Lacey Evans before obviously Lacey really? ended up getting pregnant in real life. Seems like his, um, uh, seems like his kind of story. I know, yeah. <laughs> a beautiful blonde woman is fighting for fighting over me. Yes. I am really angry with this news. Um, it's how unrealistic having a woman considerably younger than him. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that dangle. But, you know, he, <laughs> he apparently wasn't a big fan of that and obviously he's been seen sporadically, um, you know, in the last year or two with the company. Um, it's like, obviously, he was doing stuff with Randy, wasn't he, for a bit? He had that stuff with um, with Lacey and Charlotte. So I think maybe he wants to do something else. And I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, you know. I honestly can see him going to AW. I do you know what? So can. many people are speculating on this. And I think a lot of people are expecting no because there's still a bit of bad blood between him and Arn. Mm. But... You really don't know. Like, people are assuming that because we've not heard anything in a long time. Like, we yeah. don't know that they haven't patched that up either. That's not new. It's not something that would end up in the in the big press if they've met up and, and, you know, settled some things between them discreetly. You know what I mean? Like, or had a yeah. chat or even in conversations now. So we don't know for sure that they're still falling out. But a lot of people are like, no, that'll never happen because there's a lot, still a lot of bad blood between the two of them. Can you can you remember what that was all over? No. I, I could be completely wrong. I know he was you're, upset. You're not a historian here, Carl. <laughs> well, I know he was upset when he obviously, was it a heart attack or something he had? Where basically he was hospitalised and he was in a coma and he came out of the coma and he was upset that, you know, certain people didn't visit him. So I don't know whether that was it with Arn not making the effort right. to call him and check on him or, or visit him or something like that. Um, right. But yeah, I think, you know, if you've got Arn, you've got Tully, you know, if Rick goes over there as well, you know, you, you're edging... Yeah, three, three, of three horsemen. Yeah, um, so you know you are edging closer there um, to to doing something like that, and I think you know he could he could fit in. He could even be the manager of Andrade <laughs> because why not? Um, well, although I mean, Charvo's doing a great job. Uh, Look, so. if if the, the horsemen, then I feel like they've got to head towards uh, Hangman. I mean, yeah, makes mm. sense to me. Mm. The horsemen have got to hang around the cowboy, surely. Maybe, maybe, uh, but yeah, so. Who knows what this means? Like I, I'm a big fan of Ric Flair. You know, he's he's one of my favorites of all time. His, definitely. Um, out of curiosity, what's his relationship with Cody? 
honestly don't know. Um, to be honest, I've I've not heard anything one way or the other about it. Because yeah. you feel like if Cody's got a lot of love for him, and obviously Cody has a a really soft spot for that generation, um, or his dad's generation, um, and he'll I imagine he's got a lot of respect for Ricky. Think he'd be trying to get him there, wouldn't you? But I, I don't really know much about the, the two of their relationship in all honesty. No. You know what, this is a completely unrelated thing, but you just reminded me of something, I don't know whether you saw it as well, but the name escapes me of who it was, but I'm sure there was something on one of the original NXT shows where Cody was, um, you know, the, I can't remember what they call it, they have like the rookie and they have the, what the fuck was the other one, the mentor or whatever. The mentor, yeah. So was it like, I'm oh, sure like when Co- they had the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sure something came out of like, Cody was the mentor of somebody or somebody was his mentor or something in relation to some of these names that are getting rumoured with AW. but yeah right. it's really an unhelpful news story when I can't remember any of the names um, so. somebody said something about something <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that you know that, that jumbled uh, you know description there might trigger something with you but anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> all that aside um, yeah Ric Flair gone from WWE so let's see where you've lost Adam Cole Ric Flair and Bray Wyatt in the space of a week yeah interesting. they're not small names they are not small names but it's okay because they've still got Jackson Riker they do and he, he's Thank a baby God. face whether we want it or not holding up Raw on his mm-hmm. shoulders by himself now practically he is, he is. um but yeah, that was the news this week. Some very tasty topics there, I think. Um, oh, delicious. It was a good one. Just perfection. Um, mm. And speaking of tasty topics, uh, we're going to be coming back after this short break. Yeah, get your Domino's pizza ready. We're going to be talking <laughs> the death match. Uh, I wish I would have done that, you know. Um, like the death match debate sponsored by Domino's pizza. <laughs> we're going to do that. That would have been good. But yeah, we will be back after this noise. You're watching or listening. It's A to the K. The A to the K. 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 A to